Good morning. Today we are going to continue our study in regards to the inspiration and the preservation of the scriptures, the Holy Word, also is referred to as the canon of scripture, the 66 books that make up our New Testament. And of course, as I stated last time, the purpose of this is to is to understand uh, why it is important to study the scriptures, to understand that they are central to the Christian faith. Everything we know about the living word Jesus is found in the written word of God. Christianity rises and falls on the inspiration of the scriptures. And then we talked about how that before we can adequately address the issue of inspiration, we have to first acknowledge that there is revelation. And of course, revelation deals with how um, something is transmitted. It speaks of a disclosing, if you will, of information that could not have otherwise been known. And then in regards to revelation, there's two types. There's general revelation, uh, which is which comes to man through nature, through conscience and through history. It's nature itself. It's the conscience speaking to man. It's looking back and seeing the fingerprints of God. And we discussed that last time. And then we move into special revelation. Special revelation is more than just general. Special revelation is when God reveals himself in a direct and a personal way. When God reveals himself in a direct and a personal way. And the first time we witness a special revelation in the Bible is when God came and spoke to Adam and Eve directly. So they had general revelation around them, but God entered feared he came into the garden in special revelation because that was the only way while general general revelation certainly could have told them there's something bigger than themselves special revelation is is the way god uh, expressed his will and his purpose for their lives and special revelation has comes through god comes through our Lord Jesus Christ and comes through the Bible itself, the Bible itself. The Bible is what intervenes and shows us exactly what it is God desires of us. It's the Bible that contains the gospel that is necessary for salvation. So it's only through special revelation that we are able to learn the truth about God that cannot be known or discovered by general revelation alone. Now, this leads us to the word inspiration, the word inspiration. Obviously, one can have a revelation without necessarily resulting in an inspiration, but one cannot have an inspiration without first having received a revelation. You see, the word inspired literally means God breathed, respirar, or as some would put it, breathe into by the Holy Spirit. It is seen in 2 Timothy 3.16 where it says that all scripture is inspired by God. God breathed. 
The inspiration spoken of here is more than just that of an artist or a musician being inspired, if you would, to create something. Instead, it is a unique event in which God speaks words to man and man in turn acts on those words or in the case of the scripture writes those words down and we'll discuss that later when speaking of these words as contained in the bible second peter chapter 1 verses 16 through 21 says that the bible is the the word the prophetic word made more sure let's read that if we would i think we'd get a little bit better context there in second peter Second uh, Peter chapter number one and verse number 16. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And his voice, which came from heaven, we heard, and we were with him on the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. In other words, you don't have to trust what I'm telling you that I saw and the people who were with me saw, because we have even the more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise first in your hearts. And knowing this, no prophecy of scripture is subject to any private interpretation. The context that Peter uh, is talking about there is that, just like I said, even though I'm telling you I was an eyewitness, I saw Christ transfigured before us back in Matthew chapter 17, but our testimony is nothing to be compared with the testimony of the Bible itself. In other words, the Bible, by its own claim to inspiration, is always superior. It's a superior witness. So that is inspiration. So when we say the Bible is inspired, we believe that the Word of God was breathed and man wrote those words down and there is so much authority on those written words that it is above all experience it is the bottom line it is the final say in all issues of faith practice anything related to this life so revelation came general revelation special revelation the word of god was pinned by inspiration from that revelation okay um, and then there's different views of inspiration there are several views as a matter of fact first there's what's called the natural view and the natural view denies any supernatural element in the process. Those who hold this view merely see the Bible as a great work of art on the level of Shakespeare or any other great artist. Yeah, there's a Greek word for that. Hogwash. It's, it's just the natural view. The second view is that of partial 
inspiration, which believes that while not all of the scripture is inspired, certain parts of it are. That is more dangerous to me than the natural, because now we have to pick and choose which parts are truly inspired and which parts are not, which parts really came from God and which parts were just the result of man. And then the third view is what is called conceptual inspiration. In this view, it's not necessarily the words themselves that are inspired, but it's just the concept behind those words. For example, the overall message is true, even though the words themselves may not be true. And then a fourth view is what some would call encounter inspiration. In other words, the Bible becomes inspired to each individual as they encounter perceived truth. So it's only inspired as it speaks to you. <laughs> and finally, there is the real <laughs> inspiration, what inspiration truly is. And that inspiration is what we call the plenary verbal inspiration. Plenary verbal inspiration. In this view, <clears throat> not only is the message of the Bible inspired, but the very words of that message are inspired. So let me break this down for you. When we say plenary verbal inspiration, start with the word verbal. The word verbal means by means of words or word for word. So we believe in word for word inspiration. The reason Jesus said in Luke 16, 17, it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one stroke of the letter of the law to fail. That same language Jesus used in Matthew 5.18, where he said, For truly I say unto you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke shall pass from the law until it is all accomplished. The word for letter in this verse is the Hebrew word iota. And the word for stroke is the Hebrew word uh, that would be the equivalent of, well, the way you spell it is K-E-R-A-I-A. -A. Uh, it's, it's what we call a jot, or as it is sometimes called, refers to the smallest letter in the Hebrew alpha alphabet. It refers to a small appendage that differentiates similar letters, that differentiates similar letters in the Hebrew alphabet. It would be the equivalent of saying in our English vocabulary, dotting of an I and the crossing of a T. So it sounds to me like our Lord felt pretty strongly that each and every word was inspired. Because he's saying not even the smallest dot of an I or the crossing of a T will by any means pass unless it all be fulfilled. 
Now, if that be the case, then if it's word by word uh, verbal, then that means that sometimes we see dictation in the scriptures. In other words, God said, write this down exactly like I tell you. For example, in Revelation 2, 1, to the angel of the church of says, write. Okay. The Lord was speaking to him and told him, I want you to write this to the angel of the church of Revelation. Literally like a person giving a dictated letter. We see that in the book of Revelation. At the same time, we see in the Gospels, for example, the apostles are using their memories, but it was still inspired. We see their personality in what they wrote, but God through his, his Holy Spirit superintended their actions to make sure that every word was inspired by him. So in the end, it means that God made sure that the human personalities and the individual writing styles of, of each author was, were under the oversight of himself. And he directed each of them to write exactly what he wanted them to write. So we believe in plenary verbal inspiration. That's the word verbal, word for word inspiration. Every word is inspired by God, whether or not the personality of the author or the author was lying on his memory or the author was told, I want you to write this exactly like I tell you. And then we also believe in plenary. Now, the word plenary just means full or all. So if you have plenary verbal, all words inspired. We believe in plenary verbal inspiration. All the words are God-breathed. All the words are inspired. Plenary verbal inspiration. Next time we get together, we'll go over several proofs of inspiration. And these include the Bible itself, the indestructibility of the scriptures, the transmission of the scriptures, the fulfilled prophecy of the scripture, the scientific accuracy of the scriptures, the history and the lives that have been transformed because of it. God bless you guys. Hope you have a great day. Remember, God loves you. Wants the best for you. He's working all things out for your good.